Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And welcome to Voice America Radio. So excited to have you. I'm here with my little mascot, little Rico, and it's all about animals. And uh, Rico says, why do I have to earn my V-Dog? Well, I guess today you do, honey. But we are talking with Judy Mancuso and Nicholas Sackett of Social Compassion and Legislation. They are doing extraordinary work. Judy, without further ado, bring us up to date on the just incredible work that you're doing to stop cosmetics testing on animals. Thank you, Jane. Well, we have a bill called SB 1249, the California uh, Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act, and our author is Kathleen Galgiani. And we just got past the first committee in the Senate, which is the Judiciary Committee, and uh, we got it through five to one. Wow. And tell us what this bill would do. What it would do is ban products from being sold in California that have been uh, tested on animals, cosmetic products. Now, when I was in Europe, I was did a tour of Europe and everywhere I went, I said, I just want to make sure this product is cruelty free. And they were like, but of course it's cruelty-free. We would never test on animals. It's illegal in our country. And I realized that basically animal testing is illegal throughout a huge portion of Europe, if not the entire European Union. And so we're way behind. And then I later learned that we, America has actually become a dumping ground for chemicals that are illegal in Europe. So the average woman puts Uh, I don't know how many chemicals on their body every day, but it's like in the hundreds and we don't know how they combine. So it's not just about the animals that are being tortured for these beauty products. We're talking about soaps and shampoos and makeup and hair and, and skincare products. It's also people who are endangered. Nicholas, um, what do you know about what's allowed in Europe versus what's allowed in the United States? Well, in Europe, they have a regime where chemicals are not allowed to be tested on animals. And if you want to submit a cosmetic into the European market, you have to submit safety data, which, is, which comes from tests that, don't test, that aren't testing on animals. So you have to prove that your product is safe not using animal tests to enter the EU market. Now, the difference between the EU market and the uh, United States market is that you don't have to show any kind of testing data to enter the US market. There's no requirements whatsoever. Now, there are some requirements in California, but it's, that's not the point here. Regarding animal testing, there are no requirements that you have to show anything whatsoever. So that's what, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Judy, it seems to me that this is huge because California is the sixth largest economy in the world. And if we make it illegal to sell any beauty products, soap, shampoo, 
makeup, hair, skin care in California that's tested on animals, that's going to have an impact around the country and the world. Explain that to us. Well, the companies will be formulating to sell in California because California is such a huge market. Like you said, the sixth largest economy. So if they're formulating for us cruelty-free, then that means they're going to sell that same product line across the United States. They wouldn't then formulate yet another line. Uh, they would just be selling that one. So we'll be saving animals' lives exponentially uh, once that takes place. So who is... Where is this? I know you just got through a big committee, which was, I was up in Sacramento. You were running from meeting to meeting, hearing to hearing. You're doing incredible work. Socialcompassionandlegislation.org is the website. But tell us where this stands and what people can do, because this is so huge. I just attended a rally for um, people who were protesting animal experimentation, hundreds of people marching through UCLA to protest uh, animal experimentation at UCLA. It, you know, people went through a lot of effort, including the amazing Corey Mack of Progress for Science, to do that demonstration. But in one felt swoop, if this bill gets passed, it will save so many animals. It would be like 100,000 demonstrations. So what can people do? We um, have a special website we set up just for um, action. It's our action alert where people can come and fill out a form that then becomes a letter. And it's called skillaction.com, S-C-I-L action.com. And they can fill out the letter. The state of California, the capital, they do not take petitions so a word of warning to the listeners, if you see a petition on this, don't sign it. Please don't feel like you've done something. We need one letter per person, and that is available through our website, socialcompassioninlegislation.org. There's a button at the top that says take action or going straight to the website and you fill out your name and address and we hand deliver those uh, to the committee and that we're going to, and the next committee is the appropriations committee. And so, that'll be coming up so, you know, within the next couple of weeks. What are the prospects for this? What are the prospects for this bill? Again, tell us the name of the bill. This is such a big bill. Everybody in our audience who is an animal lover, and we have a huge animal loving audience, this is some of the most important things that are happening for animals right now. This is one of the most important things you can do is support this bill. So I want to know the name. I'm going to write it in red ink while you, while you tell me, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell people what exactly they have to do. It's what is it? It's SB, which stands for Senate bill 1249-1249. And we call it the California cruelty-free cosmetics act. And where did it get through just now? The Judiciary Committee, Senate Judiciary Committee, and it's going to Senate appropriations. After that, it goes to the Senate floor for a vote, and then it goes to the second house 
California cruelty-free cosmetic ad. That's it. I know it's backwards, but it doesn't matter. You can read backwards, people. You're smart. No, that's perfect. Yeah. So um, then it goes to the assembly, the second house, and we start all over again in a policy committee, then the fiscal committee, then to the assembly floor, and then it finally goes to the governor. And the governor has till October 15th, I believe it is, maybe 14th this year, to sign or veto all bills. And so what we need is a lot of momentum to keep it going and get it to the finish line so that the governor signs it. We've got a call, Paige, from California. Paige, what is your question or comment? Okay, so are we really still testing on animals? Is this really still happening? Uh, I'll let you answer that, Nick. Sure. So right now, there is not a lot of actual animal testing on finished cosmetic products in the United States, or and it's not allowed in the EU. In fact, in California, in order to do such tests, you'd have to prove that there is no alternative. Now, and and that's the the kicker is that there are alternatives, and that's why we don't we want to outlaw it completely because there are safe alternatives. Now, where this is happening is in China. The Chinese government requires all imported cosmetics that are on the shelves in China to be tested on animals, and that is the big kicker uh, that we are trying to solve with SB uh, 1249 because what SB 1249 is going to do is it's going to allow those companies that are selling on the shelves in China a few years to finish that up because those products are being tested on animals and now you're going to China getting your product tested on animals and then coming to California and selling those products. We don't want you to do that. So we are going to give companies a few years to phase out that time where they are required to test it in China. And starting in 2023, if our bill passes, if you are still getting your products tested in China, you will no longer be able to sell those on the shelves in California. Well, that is absolutely huge. And thank you for that excellent question, because I have to tell you that I have been to several demonstrations against cosmetics companies, some of the biggest names, I don't need to name them for legal reasons, but that had been cruelty-free. And because they wanted to get into the Chinese market, they began testing on animals again. And uh, they're some of the biggest names. And the funny, the worst part is that they still have the reputation of being cruelty-free cosmetics companies because they were very proudly cruelty-free. And then when China began this requirement, They began testing on animals again because they want to get into the Chinese market. So, Judy, to me, that is like the ultimate, you know, just betrayal. You made a commitment to be uh, cruelty free. You realize testing on these sentient beings, uh, whether it's monkeys or dogs or rabbits or cats or um, or mice is wrong. It's unnecessary for uh eyeliner or for um, a blush or whatever. And they put the drops right into the, the bunny's eyes. It's horrific. They, it, it, the, the video is just, it's nightmare, nightmarish. And yet these companies that acknowledged 
They acknowledged that it was morally wrong and unnecessary to experiment on animals now because, oh, they want to get into the Chinese market. They've started testing again. And I think I could say that NARS uh, is one of the places where I attended a protest in Beverly Hills where they had a store. And um, that, that that was one of the companies that was being protested anyway. And we invite NARS on any time to offer their side of the story. But Judy, what do you have to say to that? Well, what I know is that there's uh, about four different animal tests that are required in China. This is what we've been told. And that they have allowed uh, two of those tests now to be a non-animal test. So what our hope is, is that when our bill passes and gets signed into law, is that will put pressure on the Chinese to go ahead and find those alternatives for those remaining tests. And then the whole world can enjoy cruelty-free cosmetics and we can get away from this barbaric torture of these animals that is really obsolete and antiquated. I mean, the non-animal tests are much safer for humans. We know that the businesses that are cruelty-free can prosper. Um, and, you know, it's the right thing to do for the animals. Uh, we've got another caller, Lisa from California. What's your question or comment, Lisa? Yes. Hi. I just like to let everybody know that there is a wonderful app that's free called Cruelty Cutter, and you can download it to your phone. And what it allows you to do is when you're shopping, you can hit scan and scan any barcode, and it will let you know if the product is cruelty free or not. And if it's not, it will give you the option to press an additional button, send an email to the company, and then they will add that to the database. I use that all the time, buying cosmetics, buying um, items to clean my home with. It is, I've learned so much from just using What's it this called incredible again? app called Cruelty Cutter. And it was developed by the folks at the Beagle Freedom Project. Cruelty Cutter and the Beagle Freedom Project is an organization that gets dogs, beagles, this isn't a beagle, but they get dogs, and other animals out of laboratories when they're done being tested on. As a matter of fact, at the protest at UCLA the other day, there was a beagle that had been rescued by Beagle Freedom Project that had a tattoo on his ear. You could see the tattoo on his ear and his ear was cut, uh, indicating that he had been subjected to testing. And one of the reasons that they use beagles is that beagles are just, uh, you know, uh, famously uh, gentle and non, um, they they won't fight back, okay? So they use, they take advantage of the beagle's gentle nature to experiment on them, which is absolutely horrific. Thank you uh, so much, uh, Lisa, for calling. So let me ask you another question, and she raises a very important question, Nick, is that, and I've had this debate with my girlfriend, um, I look for the bunny, I look for the bunny label, but I also go into stores where I see like big box stores where I see um, uh, that it says not tested on animals, but it, it, I'm not sure that it's not tested on animals because it doesn't have the bunny label. Wh- whoever wants to take that. Go ahead, Nick. Well, you know, to be frank, I don't know too much about the bunny process. Uh, what I will say is that what you could be assured of if SB 1249 is passed, when, when SB <laughs> 1249 is passed, 
is that any products that you see on the shelves in California at the time of enactment will not have been tested on animals. Now, what, so I want all of your listeners to be aware of is that all products that are on the shelves now in California, everything that's available to you now will still be available to you after the passage. If it has been uh, tested on animals already, well, we're not going to retroactively uh, discount all of those products because that cat, that milk has already yeah. been spilled, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to say that, you know, this is, I, I, social compassion legislation is doing a whole bunch of bills. Uh, but to me, this is the one uh, that is really, they're all great. I mean, we, we're going to talk about the trophy hunting bill, the anti-trophy hunting bill that they've got going. Uh, and you need to support social compassion and legislation. It's an extraordinary organization. And you can go to socialcompassionatelegislation.org and get involved. Uh, in fact, uh, you, were, you had an event yesterday in Newport Beach, and a woman said that um, she, uh, let's see if we got a caller here. Um, well, a woman said, I saw what social compassion legislation is doing. I contacted them. They called me. I said, what could I do? And they said, come to Sacramento. Next thing you know, she's up there helping them and just threw an event for them in Newport Beach. So that one person has had such a huge difference. There were lawmakers there yesterday. There were notable people from around the community there. One person who just said, I like what social compassion and legislation is doing, and I'm going to get involved, already had a huge impact. So I urge all of you to go to socialcompassionatelegislation.org, socialcompassionatelegislation.org, get involved. There's a whole bunch of campaigns. On the other side of the break, we are going to talk about uh, some of the other bills and give you action points because we know that animal lovers are watching this. We know that people who really love animals are watching this. Don't just, don't just say, yeah, that's a great bill. You've got to call your state senators and your assembly members, right? Because it's got to go through both houses to pass. Right, right. And people get confused about what a state senator is. They think that it's Dianne Feinstein and now uh, Kamala Harris, but it's not. We're talking local, not federal. So um, there is a lookup uh, so that you can find your uh, local person, but that's a, you don't even have to do that. We do it for you. Just come to our website, take action, and we handle it all. So, and anyone that emails me or contacts us, I answer every email, I answer every call. And if someone wants to be active, we bring them in. And I can attest that Judy Mancuso does not sleep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. we're going to take a quick break for commercials, but... Uh, Judy and Nick know that we're still on Facebook Live, so keep it clean. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. 
Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Judy Mancuso and Nick Sackett of Social Compassion Legislation and Little Rico. And we are talking about how to stop animal testing. They have an incredible bill called the uh, Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act that would say that any, any beauty product sold in California cannot be tested on animals. And that would be huge because they'd have to change all their products because this is the sixth largest economy. Let's go out to the phone lines. Sarah, what do you have to say? Sarah from California. And uh, Judy, thank you so much, and Nick, for um, putting this um, on the legislative slate. I believe that animal testing is definitely not necessary because animals don't wear makeup. So there's no reason to pull out, you know, bunnies' eyes or do any type of cruel testing on any type of sentient being, especially when they don't wear makeup. I just think it's ridiculous. That, and you could test makeup point. products on other, you know, on people that actually wear makeup. Yes, I think that's a great point. Now, um, are you, Sarah, are you willing to take the action that uh, Judy Mancuso has suggested and go oh, to socialcompassionlegislation.org? And so you go to socialcompassionlegislation.org and what do you do then, Judy? There, at the top, it says take action now. It's like a big button. You click on that. And then a form comes up that you put in your name, address, city, state, zip. That's how the legislature verifies you're a real person. And uh, you hit submit. And then we make sure to get it to Sarah's uh, proper senator and assembly member, or they all go to the committee consultant. So 
we are compiling all these letters and making sure that they get to the right place. And so a lot of times, like I said before, people will fill out a petition or they'll click this or that. And a lot of times uh, that energy is wasted, wasted. because they, they, the state of California does not take petitions. And, so, and I want to say that. I said they know how to take your in whatever you go to socialcompassionlegislation.org and you go on campaigns and you click that, they funnel it to the exact exactly. right person. Um, let me ask you, is Aaron still on? Erin, uh, do you have a question or comment? What's hey, your James. question or comment? Hi. How is, how is you? I'm trying to watch you on the computer and calling in, so I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> okay, well, just talk. How about that? Just talk and tell us what you have to say. All right. So I support, uh, obviously, everything that social compassion and legislation and the three of you are doing. And I'm wondering, as consumers, would you suggest that we write letters to some of these major cosmetic companies? Because it floors me when I am with my daughter or friends and we ask these major cosmetic companies, are you cruelty free? And they say yes. And then I inform them that they are not. And the employees are actually shocked. So I'm wondering if there's something more besides what Judy explained that we can do as consumers and go write letters or call these cosmetic companies. All right. I, I can answer that. Yes. So right now we have um, Lush Cosmetics is one of our biggest supporters, but there is opposition and it is public information, the opposition to the bill. And two of the companies uh, fall <coughs> under what's called PCCC, the uh, Personal Cosmetics Association, is Procter and Gamble and Johnson and Johnson. So yes, it would be effective for you to send them letters and say, "Time has come. Don't oppose this wonderful bill. Get behind it and help us make history." That's what we've asked of them. And so far, they're still not with us. But with some public pressure, um, maybe they will be. So that would be something is to actually ask these companies that are testing to get on board and the time has come. So, yes, that would be very helpful. Well, you know, I think Aaron raises an incredible point. I've had the same experience where I go into stores that I know from having done research are testing on animals especially now with this whole Chinese confusion where they didn't test on animals. Now they are. And the, the shopkeepers, the, the salespeople say, Oh no, we didn't test on animals and they're wrong. And it's, I don't know that they're, I don't think they're lying necessarily. I think they are absolutely confused, Nick. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of um, how this whole issue, because we had moved forward so far before the China uh, announcement that they required certain testing. People don't realize we've moved backwards. That's right. Um, you know, and a lot of the companies still want to consider themselves to be cruelty free, even though they are testing on animals in China. And that's the crux of this entire argument is our belief is if you are making the choice to sell on Chinese shelves and you're testing on animals, then you need to own that. And then you are not going to be allowed to sell in California. That's the bottom line. Now, here's the other thing I wanted to add when we were talking about China earlier is even 
if you want to sell in California, there are still ways for you to access the Chinese market without testing on animals. One of the major ways to do that is to sell into China on the on the line. If you sell into China online, there is no animal testing requirement. So the the argument from these big corporations that they will not have access to the Chinese market is false. Online sales are huge. There's no reason why they cannot be promoting their products online into China. I mean, I don't, I buy everything online. Exactly. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, products that I've stumbled upon recently is, I believe it's called Elf. And look, here's my makeup bag. Isn't this funny? It's very large, and that's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? But uh, no, it's it's. I have a very large makeup bag, and I can tell you everything inside this makeup bag is cruelty free, cruelty free. So there's plenty and it's of very products. Inexpensive. What? Yeah, it's very yeah, it's expensive very and it's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Elf. You don't that have to pay a premium it's- for cruelty free products. They're all available at Target, and Elf is the brand that I use, and I absolutely love it, and I share it with friends all the time. And I'm not making a promotion for Elf. I'm just saying that they are absolutely cruelty-free and they promote as cruelty-free. Lush! Lush is an incredible company that promotes cruelty-free. In other words, what I'm trying to say is it's a selling point. Mm-hmm. It's not a sacrifice for these companies. Right. It's an advantage. And here's what I don't understand. Judy, why is it that the big, you know, like the, the companies that we grew up with, uh, the major, major names that we've known since we were like toddlers. Why are they so hesitant to jump on board something that's so obvious? You don't need to test on animals to make makeup for, for dear sakes or sho- or soaps or cleaning products or anything, any product. I think it's just, you know, they don't want to be told what to do. They're the hugest mm. companies on the planet. And, uh, you know, they just want to continue doing what they've been doing all these years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's time to move on and time has changed and they need to just make history with us. So uh, just to recap, before we go on to the trophy hunting um, bill that you have right now, it's through one committee, this anti, this, uh, I'll say SB 1249, California Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act, and it's headed to another committee. And you are going to take everybody who writes and who puts in, goes to social compassion legislation and puts in campaigns, right? Take action. You click on take action, and that letter goes directly to the most important person Correct. In the state legislature. So it's right. really targeted information. And th- and when do you think this is going to come up for uh, a, a vote in the get to the major house? The full well, Senate and the it's, full assembly. It's, uh, it's hard to say. Two weeks to one month. Wow. So fast. Yes. We've got to do something fast on this. Yes. Uh, wow. That's that's interesting. So, OK, let's switch gears and go to your other major bill that moved forward. Uh, which is about trophy hunting. And again, using California as leverage, because California is the sixth largest economy in the world, to stop the horror of trophy hunting. And by the way, before I forget, Judy is going to be at VegFest LA. She's going to be on a panel at 12, <laughs> at 12.15. VegFest LA is this Sunday, May 6th, and it's at Woodley Park. 
in Los Angeles. So please go to VegFest LA and uh, I'll leave this hat on from now on. Uh, tell us about the trophy hunting uh, bill. Well, uh, Nick Sackett, who's our ledge director, wrote it. So I'm going to go ahead and let him because there's, it. you know, people write us and have asked, well, isn't there preemption issues with the federal government? And Nick found a way that at the state level, we could do something. So go ahead, Nick. So our, our bill is called SB 1487, the iconic uh, African Species Protection Act. Uh, it is authored by Senator Henry Stern, uh, who has been a great supporter of ours. Uh, what the bill does is it bans the possession of body parts of iconic African species, elephants, lions, uh, giraffes, zebras, leopards, uh, hyenas, uh, a couple more. I don't have the list right in front of me. Um, but all of these iconic African species that we all love and know that are barreling towards extinction, mm. our bill is going to ban the possession of parts of these animals in California. Now, as some of you may know, earlier, uh, late last year, Trump uh, tweeted out that he was not going to allow these imports into the United States. For a half a minute, we all sighed a, a relief. But quickly, and under the cover of uh, no Twitter, uh, they changed that decision. And now they are allowing these animals to be killed in Africa and import it back into the United States. Mm -hmm. And we decided, not on our watch, not in California, we're going to not allow these animals to be possessed in our state. Well, uh, if people have it from the past, let's say there's some old person in Beverly Hills that, you know, you go into these houses sometimes sure. and you see animals as rugs and it's hideous to me and on the walls and on the mantles, uh, would they have to clear that out? And if so, what do they do with it? No, they won't have to clear it out. Our law, when our law goes into effect, uh, if it's passed, which it, we are very confident that it will, um, once the law goes into effect, then at that moment, you will not be able to possess any new body parts. If you already have it in your home and you have a import permit to prove that you had it in the state of California before this bill was enacted, then you are fine. And you can even pass that on to your heirs without any trouble. I don't even know why anybody would want that. But I, I, the reason I ask is that that's the kind of thing that people bring up as, uh, oh, oh, you're going to come into my house and take stuff away from me. No, uh, we're just going to prevent other animals from being dying, uh, from dying. Now, Judy, at your event, and oh, there's that snarky vegan girl coming in. Hi, snarky. Um, at your event yesterday, there was a very sad moment where um, we talked about the last male white rhino dying and how that's basically pretty much guaranteeing the extinction of that entire species. Tell us about that. Well, that's exactly right. Right now, um, the illegal endangered species trade is proliferating on the internet. And, you know, the trophy hunters have had the upper hand and they've been trying to fool people that somehow uh, hunting is conservation when all it's done is led to extinction. Um, so this bill would make it illegal for people in California to participate in this market. 
So what we can do, like we did last year with puppy mills and like we're doing with cosmetics, is to, sorry, I have my cat is walking around here. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we welcome animals on this show. Animals uh, run the whole, the whole shebang here. Yeah, but she's about to knock over the computer. <laughs> but, um, you know, is to decrease the market for these things. Uh, stop the market. And then we save the animals. And so uh, one of the points that you made yesterday that I thought was so brilliant is that if you kill the animals in Africa, you are really hurting the people because the amount of money that comes from ecotourism is so much more than the amount from rich trophy hunters who go in there uh, like Trump Jr. and Eric and just kill animals. Uh, so maybe you could elaborate on that, Nick. Sure. So less than 1% of all tourist dollars in Africa come from trophy hunting. And of those trophy hunting dollars, less than 1% of that money gets down to the local people. So 1% of 1% gets down to the local people. That just doesn't make sense. And that gives the, fo the folks, the local communities that are living with these animals, no incentive to save them. Photo, tour photo tourism, ecotourism, get spread much farther than trophy hunting dollars. Those dollars are spread wide because you have a lot more people. They need to have a lot more needs. One trophy hunting outfit can take the trophy hunter, handle them, and they never see, they never interact with the local community. But when you have throngs of people coming through to take pictures of these beautiful animals, that money gets to the local people. Well, I just think that the idea that we're killing animals today as we race toward extinction is just so crazy. I don't understand it. I don't have grandchildren, but if I did or children, I would certainly want them to be able to see a giraffe or see a lion or see a white rhino. And they can't uh, quite possibly because, well, the white rhinos, now there's only two females, there's no males left. And we are, as we began this conversation in the time it's taken us, to have this conversation, I don't know how many species have gone into extinction, but there is a species extinction clock that shows that species are just boom, 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 boom. Every second, there are more and more species going into extinction. And one of the main reasons is animal agriculture, because we are 7.6 billion people on this planet, but we raise and kill 50 to 60 billion land animals every year for food animals that eat a lot more food than humans. So we have to destroy a lot of forests to grow crops to feed all those animals. You know, people sometimes say, oh, well, I, I, I couldn't be a vegan because I don't like soy. Well, guess what? When you're eating meat, you're eating compressed soy. Over 80% of all the soy produced on this planet goes into farm animals. Um, and it's the most inefficient food source for a very simple reason. Animals eat a lot more food than they produce as meat. So if you care about the wildlife, all that forest being destroyed to grow crops to feed the animals, that's also causing wildlife extinction. So yes. it's the leading cause of climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, and, it's, and animal agriculture is also the leading cause of world hunger for humans. 
Because if you took all the food that you feed 50 to 60 billion farm animals and feed it directly to people, we could wipe out world hunger. And do you know the number of children who have died of malnutrition since we started this show today? It's, it's obscene. So when people say, well, oh, I'm an environmentalist, but I eat meat. I said, well, you can't be an environmentalist and eat meat. It's just they're, they're completely diametrically opposed. We're going to head into our last break. We're going to take a quick, quick break. And uh, on the other side, we're going to talk about one final exciting bill. We're with social compassion and legislation. Judy Mancuso, Nicholas Sackett, they are changing the world for animals in Sacramento, California, at the state capitol, passing bills in California that are being copied all around the United States and that are impacting the global economy. Stay right there. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to janeunchainnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back. We're talking to Judy Mancuso and Nicholas Sackett of Social Compassion Legislation. They've got extraordinary bills up before the California legislature right now. Go to socialcompassionandlegislation.org. Click on take action and you can, whatever you put in there, they will target right to your uh, representative in the state capitol so that it's super effective. I think we have a caller. I believe her name is Leanne from Westlake. What's your question or thought? Hello. Okay. Go ahead. 
All right. Well, um, you know what? What what I'd like to do is um, ask you about your other bill that that wasn't quite as successful, Judy. AB thirty one fifty nine, the Humane Poultry Act, and um, I'm what sorry for the. I, I, I can I can jump in. Okay, I'll, I'll hit mute. So, yeah, no, sorry. So what the bill did was, let me give a little background. In yeah. California, all farm animals must be rendered insensible to pain. That means they cannot feel any pain before they go through the slaughter process. Now, of course, we'd like, you know, all of us would like to see no animals slaughtered, but if they are slaughtered, we don't want them to feel pain. So in California, all of these animals are supposed to be rendered insensible to pain except for poultry animals when they are shackled. And what shackling is, is the bird is taken and turned upside down and violently thrown, have their legs thrown into shackles where the bird is now hanging upside down, flapping its wings while it goes through a conveyor belt and eventually dunks them in to an electric, electrified water bath which is then supposed to make them insensible to pain. Now, the problem is, is first of all, to get them into the shackles is tremendously painful. Second of all, a lot of these birds have injured legs to begin with. So imagine getting yourself turned upside down with a broken leg or legs with various injuries thrown into, violently thrown into metal shackles and then whisked along on a conveyor belt. That is a tremendously painful and stressful situation. So we want it poultry in California to be rendered insensible to pain before they went through this shackling process. Unfortunately, our bill went up uh, to an agricultural committee in in the assembly, which was packed with uh, pro-farm, pro-ag, big ag folks. And uh, unfortunately, while we made the case for uh, humane treatment of these animals, uh, it fell on deaf and I, well, go ahead. I, I'd like to say a few words to that. You know, um, number one, we have a real problem at the state capitol with this agriculture committee, mm-hmm. and that they are obstructing uh, from humane laws for animals getting passed, environmental laws, uh, workers' uh, rights. And so, you know, that's something that we need to work on with the leadership uh, in Sacramento to, um, you know, not put people on this committee, this agriculture committee, who are beholden to the Farm Bureau, the Poultry Federation, the Cattlemen's Association. We can't have any progression in this state when people can't hear anything but from the special interest. And that's, that's what happened to us. And we got shut out. They had their thumb on the scale. And actually, I was there with you in Sacramento, and I ran after one of the uh, legislators who voted against this. And I was like, how can you justify this? How can mm-hmm. you say that this is not inhumane, shackling, terrified, live animals upside down without any kind of... Um, making them insensible to pain and terror. And the other, the other point is that it's horribly traumatic for the people who have to kill these animals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. We've, we've heard testimony from people who have had to put animals to sleep 
um, in shelters and how they're tormented. And um, imagine these poor workers who are at the bottom rung, you know, having to kill day in and day out. And then the animals are, are not even stunned uh, when they're shackled. It's, it's, it's just wrong. It's morally wrong. And we have to end it. And, uh, you know, agriculture has lost its way. It's not farming anymore. It's factories. It's giant factories controlled by very rich people who live in cities. And they don't, all they look at is they look at numbers. They don't care about these animals. These animals um, are just treated like widgets. It's, we, we are already starting to look back on what we do to animals in factory farming. Who are the most animals, by the way? The most animals. People say, oh, I love animals. I say, do you love animals or do you love dogs? Mm-hmm. Because as much as I love dogs, dogs are not most animals, nor are cats. It, most animals are chickens. Actually, the chickens are the vast number of animals who are slaughtered for food. And so uh, this was a very important bill. I know you're not giving up on it. I know you have plans to come back and I certainly uh, know if anybody can get it done, it's, it's you guys. So um, I want to wrap it up by saying that Judy Mancuso is going to be at Social Compassion in Legislation. Judy Mancuso of Social Compassion in Legislation is going to be at VegFest LA Sunday, May 6th. That is in Woodley Park in Los Angeles. We are expecting 20,000 people. There's also going to be a lot of other great people there. <clears throat> Ingrid Newkirk, uh, Captain Paul Watson, the, the head of Sea Shepherd. Ingrid Newkirk, the head of PETA. Uh, Jean Bauer, the head of Farm Sanctuary. Uh, Lauren Ornelas, the head of the Food Empowerment Project. Uh, Mark DeVries, who is the director-producer of the movie Speciesism, the movie, and he's also with Mercy for Animals. So we're having some of the biggest organizations on the planet there to talk about the very latest in animal rights. Judy Mancuso is going to be on a panel with Amy Jean Davis of Los Angeles Animal Save. They uh, conduct the pig vigils downtown uh, in downtown LA, bearing witness to the pigs going to slaughter. Um, She's also gonna be on with Sean Munson, who is the producer director of Earthlings, a movie that has changed more people's lives and shown the horrors of factory farming, as well as a whole slew of other people. Uh, Dr. Linda Alvarez, who does the People of Color um, Animal Rights Conference and talks about veganism. We've got one more uh, comment here. Yeah. Uh, So sum it up. Where are we going, Judy? Where are we going? In terms of our movement to a much kinder, gentler world, I hope, one that's, you know, cares about animals. There was just a um, poll out that found that animal welfare was the number one issue that people care about. And so if we are organized, if we don't fight each other and we stand with each other and we get everyone to send the letters, to make the calls, we can change things. We will change things. We have been changing things. And you know what's so incredible, Nick, is that the number one issue for people is animal welfare, but somehow they don't include farm animals in the animal welfare. I know so many people say, oh, I love animals. Oh, I love my dog. My dog is my family member. My cat is my family member. But then they're, they're munching on, you know, baby back ribs, not realizing that, you know, pigs have a higher IQ than uh, dogs and are, have the emotional development of toddler human children. That's right. That's right. We have to, we have to help people make the connection. 
I know we're coming to a close here. One small thing that we're also trying to do in the legislature is require that hospitals and prisons have plant-based meals available to, to both the prisoners and patients when they're in the hospital. It's a very small thing uh, change, but we want people to realize that plant-based diets, plant-based lifestyles here to stay, and we need to make it available to everyone. And that's SB 1138. It's a huge bill and you are doing so much, it's impossible to get to everything. (laughs) But that is, uh, we had a news conference with Senator Skinner from Berkeley who proposed that. And basically it simply says, hey, if you're in the hospital and you're plant-based or you're in a prison or you're in a nursing home somewhere where you can't really you know, say, hey, I'm going to go out to a restaurant, um, you have a right to ask for a 100% plant-based meal. And we had testimony that people who were vegan were in the hospital and had broken leg or whatever. Uh, they're not in there generally for heart disease because they don't get heart disease as often as people who eat animals <laughs> because there's no cholesterol in vegetables. But there was a woman there who was in the hospital with her children, and and they did not understand veganism. They kept bringing her meat and dairy items, and she was she was saying, "No, I I just don't want to eat animal products." And they were basically, "Well, you're out of luck." Exactly. And, and it's obscene when it's animal products that are putting people there in the first place. Right. Heart disease kills one out of every four people. And heart disease is from arteries to the heart getting clogged with plaque. Plaque comes from cholesterol. Cholesterol does not exist in vegetables. It's only in animal products. Animals produce cholesterol. We're animals. We produce cholesterol. So people are in hospitals for heart disease. They're getting stent operations to clear out their arteries. And then when they come out of it, they're, they're given bacon and eggs, the very diet that put them in the hospital in the first place. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right, Jane. And, and, you know, the idea, we need to normalize a plant-based diet. Look at the three of us. I'm 62. Uh, you're, uh, I don't know how old you guys are, but y'all look great. And uh, I don't want to reveal your age, but I mean, we're, here we are. We don't eat any dairy. We don't eat any eggs. We don't eat any fish. We don't eat any anything. And uh, we eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains, and we're happy, joyous, and free, and healthy. And, uh, you know, uh, it's crazy. I don't know how much time we have. I think we're running out. Um, It's very exciting to talk. We've just got a couple of minutes left. But I just want to say thank you, Judy Mancuso of Social Compassion and Legislation. Thank you, Nick Sackett. You're an attorney who does incredible work. And you also work for social compassion and legislation. Uh, so one more time, want to tell all of your listeners and everyone watching online, uh, go to socialcompassionandlegislation.org and you can find buttons to click on it to help support all of the bills that we are trying to move in California. It's so important for everyone to, to go to our website and get involved. We need your legislators to hear from you. And you can do that through our website. All right. Thank you, everyone. What a great show. And again, socialcompassioninlegislation.org. Go there. Just click on Take Action. Let's change the world for animals and for people, too. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jane. Thank Thank you, you. Jane. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.